0: In this short episode of Tuck Talk taco Tuesday, Jimmy had to call in from Mammoth Mountain, and he was joined by Dusty Hendrickson to help ride some bikes and answer some questions. There's still some good information in this show, even though it's short and sweet to the point. Here you go. And we're live from uh, Las Vegas and a remote location as well. It's it's a it's an A-frame. It's in the mountains. It's at a
1: ski area. That's ski that's area. all you need to know. Okay. Could be- could be mammoth mountain could be a live place to start a good place to start that's probably the best place to start okay so um, uh, welcome to tech talk taco tuesday everybody this is the show where we talk about motorcycle and motorcycle related products we can answer nine out of ten questions without referring to a reference manual and since we have a strict format on the show and we do nothing but you know, professional uh, podcasting, broadcasting, whatever they call this stuff, we're going to start tonight with Rooster Endo, because that's how we usually end the show, Mm -hmm. because I'm lucky, really lucky to uh, have with me tonight, Dusty Henderson, who, now, when did we meet? Oh, I I couldn't tell you. Because you were just a little kid. Yeah. Now, who's... Goggles. Who got the goggles? My brother. Yeah,
2: yeah. My brother got the goggles. Endura.
1: Endura. Dylan got the goggles yes. at Enduro Cross. I was
2: there. I do remember that.
1: Right. Remember that. So, so Marco brought you guys up. Yep. And I, I was, uh, I was a racer at the time. And I handed some, I handed some, one of the kids goggles and he was stoked on them. And Marco still has them. And he still, he still shows them to me. He's like, look at, oh, I got yeah. these goggles. So, uh, but uh these kids are rippers now and uh like i said i'm lucky to be around because like this is something that i want to do i've always wanted to be good at and you guys are insane yeah thanks uh, That's uh, fun.
2: well you so so you just got back from x games i did yeah and you did you did actually really good there uh, i did decent for sure i did like three different events right okay, now, okay so ex- explain, explain decent oh, did we clarify the
1: snowboarding though Oh, that you snowboard. Yeah. Oh, these are motorcycle riders. They don't they? care. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, they do.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured before I started.
1: That's good. See, he's a better host than I am. <laughs> you've been on professional podcasts before, right? I have been on. A couple so, so you've been on the one called the Bumhole. Yeah, that was cool for sure. That I, I really like that one. That one's uh, we're exactly like that one, except we have a horrible format. Yeah, our studio isn't as good, and my my co hosts are not even of that quality. Yeah. So it's exactly the same other than that.
2: It feels like the same pretty much. (laughs) They're running pretty loose over Yeah. So uh,
1: anyway, so you're back here. You're back in your hometown for the World Cup this weekend. Yep.
2: Yep. So, but anyways, explain everybody how you did
1: it at Aspen.
2: I did all right. I didn't land exactly what I wanted to, but I uh, landed a new trick in the big air and I was pretty stoked on that. And I did... (laughs) Yeah, like fourth or fifth or something in the slope style, and then I got a third in the knuckle huck. I got a bronze. So it was, yeah, it was just solid for sure. No complaints. And explain what a knuckle huck is,
1: because a lot of our riders here they yeah, they they sure. think they might knuckle huck stuff. Yeah, which is a totally different thing.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we all know what the knuckle is, like of a jump. Right. It's it's the it's the, the, it's the hip. So here's the landing and here's the no-go zone. That's the knuckle. Right. Like, so your case, like the case spot.
1: The place, okay. So it's so, where you would, you would case thing. out. Yeah.
2: Knuckle.
1: knuckle.
2: Don't want to land, land there. Landing, no-go zone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so so explain how this works. There's an event at X Games in the snowboarding. They just come, it's completely about doing tricks on the knuckle. Cause it's, the jumps are so big that like we can do cool, like hand drags off the knuckle without hitting like the front of the jump. So it's just like just super fun, loose, sketchy, like whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Hey, and when you you won it last year? I did. For, two years I, ago. Yeah. La, I won it two years ago, and then I think I got third last year. Yeah. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, when you won that, you break your board. No, I. It looks like I might have. Oh, it looks like you might break yeah, your board. You're sure. doing something crazy. Like a, press and then yeah, yeah, flip out.
1: That's that's like using that's spring preload. We call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, an Axel Hodges, kind of sort of deal. Okay, that's next level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, so Dusty's here. I invited him on because I'm staying at their. I'm parking my truck at their house. Mm-hmm. And uh he's way more famous than any other co-hosts. Uh, ah, you know, I've had some pretty famous like it, it was funny. You guys were just talking about how professional you guys thought motocross events were. Yeah, for sure. Compared to where snowboarding is. Yeah. And I, I hear the same thing on the other side, you know, especially yeah.
2: not so much motocross. Motocross is getting is really getting there it's just so prestigious you know it's it's uh i like the fact that they put so much kind of weight on it if you know what i'm saying yep it's it's you know it's just like it's it's gnarly as fuck it's pretty dangerous it's like a lot of work and effort to get to that place like if you're racing supercross you know so it's like you don't want like for the x games this year just a bunch of tiktok like people who had no idea about snowboarding or anything it was just a joke basically the whole time like Really, honestly, yeah, annoying to listen to, you know, and like they're, they're talking about our sport like to the public, and so this is like the image that people are getting of what we do, and when it's like you're having people who have no idea what the what the hell we're doing because like you're running you, the whole thing. You're just like a professional. You, you are a
1: professional. Athlete. You train full time. Yeah, and you're constantly working. You're doing dangerous,
2: dangerous stuff for sure. Yeah, and exactly. It's, yeah, it's, it's just kind of like like we we did we did like the big air, which is one big jump, and you do a bunch of spins and shit, and then it's like super gnarly. Like I'm watching my best friends just like hurl upside down to the ground off a t- like super big jump, you know, it's like, and then we get to the bottom, right? We're, they're supposed to have the ceremony thing. And then instead of being like, give it up for the athletes. Like that was crazy. It was more, it, they cut straight to this like hip hop, uh, dude, young gravy came out with this other guy <laughs> in like a pink suit and long, like I don't know it's it, it was ridiculous and they just they like, yeah. give it up for young gravy and then they had a concert in the corral like when we're all just standing there like what the fuck dude it, it, it's it's <laughs> funny because like it is one of the things I hear about
1: motocross is like they're saying they're they're trying to make it too professional and yeah. too
2: and there is and, a line and,
1: and, 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 and too it, it's just crazy like like it's funny just because you're just talking about like very raw about like what, you know, yeah. what the problems of your sport. You never hear like a pro supercross guy say yeah. anything bad about the sport. Yeah. Because sure. they're at this professional level. And, and this is what the media hates because yeah. they, these guys can't be themselves. They have to kind of turn in this robot. You have to say your sponsors.
2: Yeah. And do you want to list your sponsors off? Um, yeah. I definitely could. We got, yeah, list your sponsors. Got off Mammoth Mountain, Monster Energy, Solomon Snowboards couple skate shops hook it up uh attic skate shop socal yeah so everybody yeah and he's and 100% eye, eye goggles his, his pit but mom you guys know, his pit mom's over there giving yeah, 100 oh you're 100% yeah they switched to they're doing some snow stuff now so right so tech talk taco tuesday is sponsored by and i'm gonna have to do this off the
1: top of my head because like i don't know uh, taco moto. This is what they're going to sponsor our segment. Yeah. Uh, they're going to give a hundred dollars to whoever we decide is the bike that roosts or the best. Well, actually it can endo the best, whatever we decide is the best one that gets to win. Uh, but also Yamaha. So yeah. we're a blue crew here. Um, so Yamaha helps us Word. out. I'm Scott goggles or yeah. Scott goggles, but I'm also climb goggles because climb makes everything, including goggles. Nice. I was actually wearing, is it kind of, uh, gay and gay by gay
2: i mean happy uh <laughs> if i wear a climb uh a, a jacket when i'm snowboarding or skiing i can't say i know what it looks like
1: it looks it looks okay you know i mean it, it's it's not as bad oh because i'm a skier so that's even worse. i'm a <laughs> you know your dad told me Skiers do not super happy. do not say yeah we're all super happy yeah <laughs> he said, "He said, don't tell the kids that you're snowboarding or you're skiing." And I'm like, "I'm like, dude, I'm double snowboarding, okay?"
2: Well, you
1: just have to go yeah. on the other side of the street, right? Different streets. for
2: different
1: folks. <laughs> my 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 ankles can only do one day of snowboarding and one day yeah. of skiing. It's just back and forth. Yeah. The old worn out motorcycle guy. So, anyways, uh, but they, <laughs> so thanks for coming on. Uh whatever, sure. whatever other show, DDC Sprockets, uh, Fast Company. Bolt-proof designs, bolt double take mirrors. Matt's gonna help me out here.
0: What am I missing? I'm missing one. Uh I could help you out, but it's kind of fun just watching you struggle. Oh, but, <laughs>
2: this is my does but, your brother watch you struggle a lot? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That kid,
1: that's all he does. So his brother is, is now his producer. I just learned this today. That he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a he's producer.
2: Our, he's producing a movie we're all going to be in. God, he's kind of just the head honcho right now. But that's, that's the, the producer. Thing. Oh, wait, really? Wait, like the Art of Flight kind of style movie? I mean, we're going to we're gonna do, yeah, kind of just like a little shorter, more 20 minutes, to just kind of like a cool video of the season. It's uh, going to be more cool than that, right? Yeah, it'll be more like uh just short film, like, or street filming in the backcountry instead of Got just... Like, I mean, we might have a little bit of... We're gonna to go to a couple events throughout the time that we're filming, so we might have like some videos from that in there. But oh,
1: cool. Have you ever heard of crusty Demons of Dirt? Oh yeah. oh yeah. You know who I raced go karts with on Saturday night? This Saturday, last Saturday, last Saturday night.
2: night. Who? Seth Enslow. Nice dude. Yeah he stays here a couple of times yeah this this this, sure. this house has a lot of traffic it does here. a people. lot of
1: famous moto traffic mike yeah. mike metzger's kid is hanging out here does he live yeah. here he's hanging out here
2: uh, he's,
1: he's, a, Myri- he's a living myrie he's a, he's a, he's, a he's paying rent full solid rent. troll paying a, rent. a, a okay. troll with rent that's good no i was, I was riding up on a gondola i think i told you this earlier and, and, and myrie's an interesting name and i'm like metzger and they're like yeah and i go i ah, used to ride dirt bikes with yeah. his dad oh, yeah. <laughs> he's so, an
2: amazing athlete,
1: yeah yeah he's awesome well, he yeah like kind of the same thing around here it runs in the family right so uh it does anybody ever told you how fast your mom snowboards it's ridiculous yeah. yeah like i cannot snowboard with your mom because i can't go that fast on a snowboard i have For to sure. ride i have to ride the uh happy yeah planks yeah yeah <laughs> okay so hey matt let's get straight into these guys got to go to the sauna because he's a highly trained <laughs>
0: athlete yeah yeah we, we, we can't mess with the program you know this isn't the, yeah, you, we get it. We, we've had uh, professional athletes here before right yeah. We're we're yeah we're very experienced so let me get well first off let me get my shit together uh See, this, is, this is what you this is what you get i actually pay this guy yeah to, yeah. That's he cool. gets paid to do this. Yeah. Very high, very high salary. Very expensive. Think what you like, but it's okay. It's all those sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> we just, just shot everything we make at least in half. Right. It's not all, all those sponsors like Yamaha, Takamoto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, Fast Company, Seat Concepts, Bulletproof Designs, Double Take Mirrors, and JimmyLewisOffroad.com, where uh, you can go learn how to ride a dirt bike today. So. But first up on our rooster, Rando, Mom.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah.
0: Takamoto's. She, she, Rando. she learned a
2: ton. Yes. Yeah. Your dad, your dad's dad's, dad's Dad's marginal. Except <laughs> except
1: like he's probably one of the best one armed riders. Yeah. I mean, he has both arms, know. but just one's a little. Yeah, one's a little little fly. Uh, it's, no, like, it's it, it looks like it's it really looks not. it looks like a UTV hit it. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's what happened. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> so, okay. Right. So, so go ahead. So what do
0: we start First one here is from Jason uh, Sarner. It's a, so he has a, oh, he did not tell me the year. May, oh. What's, that's the that's, uh,
1: debit points. Yeah. That looks like a 2022. I'm just judging by the graphics and stuff.
0: Let's see here. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything about a year maker model. So this is, he just says TM, TM skid, skid plate to molecule. Um, let's see. Excuse change for a quicker oil change. Um, it's lowered because he has a 20H inseam. Uh, and he also just started riding a year ago at age 49. Uh, let's see. Uh, he's got a FMF I'm telling. <laughs> muffler with a, sorry. He like put, he, he sent me a really sweet, sweet story about this whole thing. And I just kind of, you're trying story, to, you're trying to cut the st- story in half. Here. I'm just trying to get to the facts. That's what we want. We just want the fact. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to tell you what the fact is, is
1: like, I have this off-road riding school. Yeah. This guy is a perfect candidate for
0: the off-road riding school. Uh, I believe so as well.
1: It, it, and, and i just see i can see the bottom line of this thing he said i should have sent this uh pick i panicked and mountain bike refl- reflexes yep. he slammed yep. on the front brake yep yep let's see so he's got I, I would like to, i would like to go riding down that trail it looks pretty fun it looks really okay. good actually. in a little canyon i i'd nice. probably like to ride his bike other than it's lowered i want i want to know how he got his photographer to get that highlight on the on the rear
2: disc i mean that is a nice shot of the bike for what's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that is a very nice shot of the bike.
0: Yeah, we it's, can it's, usually, you, the use the bike, the bike is better computer. lit than in a lot of the other photo submissions we get. It's probably somebody shot it with an iPhone. I
1: don't love that it's lower. Yeah, <laughs> the bike. Oh, hey, we're on the same page there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, since I'm just going to go straight up, since this, since he didn't follow the rules, since he's eating shit, and. Uh, it's it's already endoing it has endoed this is the aftermath of an endo it it, it endows. yeah zindoing yes endo yep
2: and yeah, endo- too
0: okay next right, so we will move on to our next our next submission for the night we got mike uh oh he told me how to pronounce this shena shena shan shen sh- Shana- nisi there we go shen we'll sh- sh- nisi you,
1: Obviously. Yeah. All okay.
0: Good. All right. So this is a KLR six fifty. Uh this is a gen one KLR. You did not give me there. We go. Yours in 1999 Uh comes with the Waypoint Adventure products, Rally Inspired Dakar Fairing Kit, uh, Waypoint Adventure prototype, Dakar dash panel with 12 volt and USB sockets, as well as a RAM mount for phones or GPS use. Uh, waypoint adventure products pre-production topographical graphics kit. Uh he has a prototype rally inspired skid plate. Does uh, does he own waypoint products? He might because it's a lot of prototype prototypes. <laughs> so prototype <laughs> rear fender and LED tail light. Tusk Cr so high. Can we also call this outrisers. segment
1: just just for your info? We call this roost endo or for sale. Okay. Because sometimes people send us stuff, it's you know, just just a slide a product in. Yeah. I've no problem with this, but Actually, for a first gen KLR, this thing looks. It almost looks like somebody took a first gen KLR, took it to China, and knocked it off, and then this is what they came up with.
0: I, they, I, I definitely follow what you're saying on that. Like that, that, makes a lot of sense. I think it has something to do with the graphics.
1: <laughs> but, I, think uh, I think it's. I think pretty.
0: it's the. Um, the uh, like the the gu- like the guards on the the forks there. Like the, yeah, I don't I yeah, socks on there. Oh, the
1: socks
2: on the fort. Yeah, cuz they're yeah. they're already, they're already spindly and and now yeah. I mean, I don't know if that thing's going to endo, but I feel like you're going to endo. Oh, if you're not careful. <laughs> but um, so your your dad is a KLR guy for a long time, was, yeah.
1: He's actually he actually told me today he's like he's like I like the KLR except I feel like I'm going to get run over if I take it out on the highway. Yeah. <laughs> cuz it doesn't have enough horsepower.
2: <laughs>
0: Um. All right, so we'll keep going down the list here. So Zeta Handguards, Polysport UFX Front Fender, Eagle Michael Mike Doohickey, JNS Engineering Lowering Foot Peg Mounts, Amazon Aluminum CNC Wide Foot Pegs, which have turned out to be very tough and grippy, Dunlop D606 Rear Tire paired with a Pirelli M21 Rallycross Front Tire. Oh, man. Six, the 606
1: the six, the six Front Tire... Would be it would be better if he switched those tires around but keep going,
0: yeah. Uh, black, pow- uh, black powder coated frame, custom painted gray by me in, uh, in my shop with rattle cans. Planning to do some suspension work this year. Uh, this is a fresh build after a solid 2022 season of riding single track enduro and adventure ride events with Rally Connex up here in uh, Hoosier Country, Ontario, Canada. Right? I I'm actually gonna like. He actually did a
1: KLR without wrecking it. Although he's missing a couple of the key mods. I kind of, that's a lot of effort. I'm actually going to say that that thing, mm. like, although it doesn't
2: technically roost, it actually roosts. It l- could roost. It, uh,
0: the, I, I have a hot take here. Uh,
2: I would say it doesn't really roost. It's just a good bike. So it roosts. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got,
1: Matt?
0: Him- uh, you don't put clean graphics that clean on a KLR. Uh, he stickered it up. Uh, the, the, this one endos for me because it, it ruins the purity of the KLR. And I didn't see anything about steel braided brake lines. I don't see a fork brace. Right. Uh, so he
1: just. So Matt is right now listing off yeah. the go-to things for a KLR. It is. It is kind of like a. What, what do they, what do they call it when you polish a pig or something like that? Or <laughs> lipstick like on a pig? Or, a or lipstick on a pig? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But I still like, I don't know. I, I
2: kind of, I. I feel like it's whatever your intentions were with the bike, you know, like, yeah. who knows? I don't, I don't he think. he was planning
1: on bushwhacking or. I don't think like, even, cause he's even say he's riding single track on that thing. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's like that's taking a, a bulldozer on a single that's track. A no. But
0: I, I like I, 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 I kind of honestly like where he's going with this thing. Too clean for a KLR. It, it, it endos for me. I appreciate the effort, but.
1: Hey, guess what? You're the, you're the, Dusty's the the deciding factor on this one. I mean, we can
2: go roost. I'll really? Go roost. I mean, is it just the pressure? No, <laughs> no. I mean, it's different strokes for different folks. Right. It's like he, I, I like what he's done with it. It looks solid. I don't know how that skid plate is, but it looks nice. <laughs> Skid float looks solid. Yeah,
0: for yeah. sure. You know? Yeah. I just I want mean. a fork brace and steel-braided brake.
1: I, I the, 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 the no fork brace bothered me a little bit in the, you know, better brake lines. Although, although I don't see the, the one in the back, I can't really tell, but it actually, the back brake line does look like it it's it's modified
0: because it's oh, not the doing front, the, the front the brake r- is too the front brake is oh. as well.
1: Oh see, you're wrong. I'm right. Okay. That's the that's the moral of the entire podcast. So let's
0: keep going. Okay. <laughs> all right. So the consensus is a roost by a two to one margin. Yes. All right. Even so though we were wrong about the break lines. All right. Now, so we'll, we'll move break? on to well, it wasn't listed in the mods list. So if it's, well, not, then we should if if it's not in the mods that. list, if it's not in the mods list, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. Let's see. Um, let's go on. Yeah, damn. All right, so this is from a Mr. Todd Lofstrom 2001 DRZ 400 is the lighter kickstart only DRZ that nobody wanted, but it's still heavy. He bought it in 2020 during the pandemic for a thousand bucks. The picture was after a weekend of working a hair scramble, fixing ribbons and stuff like that. Uh, It has a new piston. He greased all the bearing and now runs great. Let's see the mods that he likes are Scott's triple uh, Scott's. Top triple clamp to move the handlebars off the lap and hold a set of flex bars. Moose racing hand guards, a gripper seat. Uh, does it,
1: does it have a steering damper on it though?
0: It doesn't look like it. I'm not seeing one on this, on this picture. So you have, you have a Scots. you have a Scots
1: triple clamp or, you know, a, a bar mount, but
0: no. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Let's see. FMF Q4 exhaust just to help with the rev. So it can help rev higher. Tech gold valves and springs for his weight. 95 millimeters of sag. Forks are 3 millimeters above the triple clamps. 20 cc's of oil above recommend, recommendation in the forks. Uh, let's see. The mods to make it street legal are Horn, Koso, Speedometer, Kendo, Trackmasters, Brake Light, Cheap Please. Mirror that vibrates, a license plate that the rear man, rear tire managed to snag and bend uh, the titty tail in the picture. Oh, I see hey, it.
1: This So this is the guy that his, he sent his daughter's bike in and his son's bike in and his
0: bike. This is his, his family's bike. fourth submission. Yes. This is the family's fourth submission. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, he correct. said he knows it's not Jimmy's favorite bike, but there's something satisfying about riding a 20-year-old bike that fast. Uh, taught him to control the bike with his feet since it's so heavy compared to the YZ250. Um, and then he just goes on to say, uh, my, Taco Mike at uh, Takamoto has been great. Are the bars bent? <laughs> they don't look bent to me. I mean, it is those are the flex the bars, picture. too. Yeah, I don't know. Wait, does he have a tech yeah. like Voyager on that thing? If you look between the flex on oh, the flex bars, where the crossbar is, yeah.
2: maybe I don't know.
1: Um, I like the blacks. I actually,
0: I I think Suzuki's
1: look good. I don't like the black front fender, but I, <laughs> I like the black and yellow, whatever it is. I always think Suzuki's look good. Those, those this, bikes this were really good. Look as good as blue. during their time. I mean, this is way before, like there was really good four strokes. Yeah. This was a good four stroke at the time. And now it's just a Bush pig.
2: I, I feel like I had a little 65.
1: Or the Suzuki 65. Or the one that was the Kawasaki one, but it was a
2: Suzuki. Yeah. One. Maybe. Yeah. 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 I'm sure he did. I you, can't say I ripped like the KTM though. I got the only KTM yeah. 65. I think it was sketchy. It, if
1: anything, you guys had a lot of different motorcycles. Yeah. This is a theme. Sure. Like Marco,
2: like, has he a lot of different motorcycles, right? Rotate, sure. <laughs> was just in and out. With, like and, and out with the old <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Out with the every day. Day, every day.
0: Um, uh, I think this one kind of roosts for me because it's clear he just finished riding it. <laughs> He's keeping it alive. Does it have an electric start? No, I don't think so. Let me let me. It's, a, it's the kickstart only one. Oh, no, hold on. There is a button on the right. There there are two buttons on the handlebars. So it's
1: electric and kick. Okay, yeah. And, uh, Roost. That that's the that was the best thing about the DRZ 400 at the time because it was competing with an XR 400. I rode a DRZ 400 because it had an electric start, even though it yeah. wasn't as technically as good as the XR for something. So
2: okay, Roost.
0: Yeah, this oh, one yeah. is for me. I'd like to ride
2: it. It looks fun for sure. Yeah. Yeah, It looks like a comfortable bike, you know? Comfortable bike.
0: Yeah. I'd say so. I don't know if I'd say it'd be comfortable, but it'd be kind of cool just to ride some of those older four strokes. Oh, it's a lot more
1: comfortable than our next submission. Look at the seat on that thing. I'll take a plank of plywood for a seat.
0: (laughs) Uh, I hope (laughs) it's not a seat concepts one. Let me look through the list. Oh, that might be a seat concepts one just by looking at the picture. Uh, 2020, this is from Jeremy or. It is a seat concepts seat. 2021 atm 500 excf then it is the most
1: comfortable plank of plywood seat that you could ever have the seat concepts I'm sorry
0: but yeah. okay actually it's it's it fat right in the back yeah but if you're sitting that far back we, we we've got some issues okay if you're going down the highway it's okay is it if you're going no that far back on
1: the seat if you're going down the highway doesn't matter where you're sitting it's a highway
0: Okay, Uh, so 2021 KTM 500 EXCF, Galfer uh, 270 millimeter front disc kit, golden tire uh, GT216AA front with a GT333 rear tire, nitro mooses front and rear, recluse radius CX clutch, IMS rally foot pegs, race tech springs front and rear for his weight, a Cherubes 3.9 tank, a Cherubes Rally Pro handguards with spoiler, seat concept seat. Super Sprock 52 through your sprocket Takamoto co uh, fork wrap LED turn signal sick ass key switch eliminator sick ass LED front flat mount rear turn signal TM design works skid plate and a trail tech Voyager pro
1: other other than the seat I'm good with the whole bike
0: (laughs) you know what if you're standing up like you should be
1: but the seat doesn't matter The
0: seat doesn't matter if you're standing up the seat doesn't matter
1: but when I, when I, when I, when I, if I do sit down, when I'm comfortable and I sit down, I go into a turn and then I have to unfold my legs like tent sticks. Yeah. Then it does matter. <laughs> so, um, yeah, nice bike, roost. Roost. roost.
0: Uh, yeah. Th- this one roost for me. I like the picture too.
1: Yeah. i like, I want to go riding there too.
0: Right. It looks really, really good. It's
1: nice, nice mountains.
0: All right. So for our last, I think this is our last one here. You think I'd be able to count um, Hunter Holman. Let me get this picture up here.
1: It has an orange kickstand. And the wrong kind of
0: tires. Yeah, the wrong kind of tires for sure. I kind of like the the aesthetic for the background, though. So this is a 2021 KTM 500 EXE-F Supermoto. Taco tuned get ECU, Graves exhaust, and warp nine Supermoto wheels.
2: And he spray I mean, paint yeah. in the kickstand. It'd be sick with different wheels Time.
0: <laughs> well, he <laughs> also I I can tell he also didn't mention the Acerbis frame protector, uh, whatever aftermarket shifter that he's got there, shift lever. Um
1: It actually doesn't look like it has the Graves exhaust on it.
0: That looks stock to me.
1: Yeah. It looks stock to me. So he's lying. Yeah. Yeah. And he's riding on the street. Sell it. Sell it. <laughs> you need one with nobis. You, know you know what I like to do with that bike? <laughs> I like to do one of those things where if you put like a little kicker ramp and i like to go up and hit the kicker ramp and ride the wall and then, sure. and then, and then spring onto it and then ride off the wall and kick yeah. it back down. That's what I want to do with that bike. That'd be sick. You know, well, and, I, then I, and then, and then I would probably endo. And since it has, it's a, it's dirt bike test and it endos. Yeah. Endos. Endo. Sell it. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to piss off our entire supermoto audience. Kind of like the KTM 690 audience.
0: No, the KTM 690 <laughs> audience, I think still, still likes you. I think they, they admire someone who can, uh, who has a take and can. <laughs> publicity
1: they, like. they, hey, they, 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 they just figure they're going to convert me eventually. Right. Right. <laughs> well, hey, so, yeah. Okay, now we got to pick a winner. So, which one of these bikes deserves a hundred dollar gift certificate from Takomoto? That's takomoto.co. Co. They uh, they have all kinds of parts and products. The Suzuki's disqualified because I think that family's won before.
0: Yeah, that, that we will have sent them four hundred dollars in Takomoto, like right. cash if if they want again. And so,
1: uh, for me, for me, it's between. The guy that endos because he probably needs that hundred bucks to fix something he broke in that crash.
2: Yeah, that makes the most sense. Or the KLR. I mean, you think the
0: KLR is up top for you? Uh, mm. I'm gonna vote for Jason just because the KLR. He's already getting He already has a hookup clearly with all these prototypes.
1: <laughs> Prototype, he has yeah, he's hookup. got
0: a... Uh And what is, and what
1: is Jason, Jason, Jason? I I need it, He says right in the thing. I needed that hundred bucks. Yeah. Yep. Oh, he's completely broke because of all that Takamoto stuff. So he's already spending money there, which is good.
0: Right, right.
1: Um, so he's he's a fan. And he, the guy wants. He's, it. He, he's he, only he been riding he, for
0: a year.
1: He has no shame by sending us that 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 um, photo. I, yeah, Jason wins.
0: Yeah, Jason's my winner as well. And yeah, Jason is the
1: winner of. Uh...
0: I've got no complaints with that verdict. Good.
1: Okay. <laughs> so it's a it's a, it's a triple approval here. So. Um, well, thanks, congratulations, Dusty. Congratulations, Jason. <laughs> yeah, congratulations, yeah, just, Jason. Just reach out Re- to reach, me
0: and we'll uh, Reach out to Matt and he'll up. get you that
1: set up with that certificate. Mm-hmm. Thanks to uh, Takamoto. Thanks to Dusty for coming on. Thank you guys for having he's me. He's got an he important, doesn't... yeah, he's
2: got an important uh, date with Asana. Yes,
1: I Hey, do. hey
0: Dusty, cool. work, where can the people follow you?
2: On Instagram, I have, that's pretty much my only thing I, like, I'm active on, but uh, Dusty Hendrickson, just at Dusty Hendrickson.
1: And then Matt'll throw that up in the chat so everybody can check. It, it and I'm i t- I'm telling you, if you're into any sort of snowboarding sickness, like watch what he's doing. Actually, the, <laughs> the most the, easiest dude in the business. The most
2: easiest dude easy. in the Yeah. A style master.
1: I, you know what blows me away is I, you know, Marco always sends out the links and stuff when you're doing a competition and stuff like that, or, or, he'll, or he'll videotape the the TV. This is old people, right? Yeah. <laughs> we videotape the TV and then we put it on our Facebook. That's for old people too. <laughs> so, and, and I watch it and I'm just, the, the, the way you stomp the landings is yeah, just, it's you. like, it's so effortless. Yeah, I and appreciate it. it's, it's like, it's like when I watch a moto guy, and you just, you know, supercross guy, and they're just backsiding things. And you, yeah. you, you say that's a technical rider, and that guy has, like, you, you know, they just – if you want to watch a guy do that on snowboards, watch this guy yeah, just stomp landing. So, yeah, it's yeah. super, super cool. If somebody's we're not
0: in with the snowboard scene, I'll have to check it out.
1: Yeah, we were talking jump shapes today and sure. all the, you know, kickers and all these oh, different yeah. things. No, so, it's, 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 it's yeah. pretty cool to talk to some of you who, who – does it? Yeah, <laughs> you
2: know, sure. I mean, I, I did both too, so it's like pretty cool, yeah. right? Jimmy, are you here tomorrow? Am I, I here tomorrow? You? Yeah, you're gonna be able to watch. Those thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks. Oh for yeah, yeah. yeah just tell me the time.
0: In okay, Matt, we're gonna go ahead and take the break right now. Okay, if we can do that, are you are you capable of doing that? I'm very capable of doing that at break. So we will hey. return here.
1: Yeah, thanks everybody for uh, checking us out, and we'll come back with all of our questions. If you have questions, we can even bring you in on a Zoom link. Yep. I'll put the updated zoom link in the chat after this. Yeah, we can bring you in. If you have a question, we can uh, discuss it and get it all dialed in and uh, love to have you on the show tonight. So we'll see you in a few minutes.
3: What's up moto buddies. Mike here from taco moto co. What is the taco touch? It's the best service in the industry, virtually 24 seven tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before, and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto Co-branded components come with a no-questions-asked lifetime warranty, and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM, and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced and knows meets uh, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure.
1: Hey, welcome back to uh, tech talk taco Tuesday remote edition. Um, what, what is this? 174,
0: 174. Yes. 174. And then everyone in the chat, I did just put the zoom link in the chat. If you want to join and ask your question live on the show.
1: So, yeah, if you have a live question, if you have any questions that uh, are bugging you about your motorcycle, let's go ahead and uh, Kyle McCoy, I saw, sent in a few different uh, questions. We, we do not have the the Seat Concepts hotline phone number up. We're just doing this the Seat Concepts hotline Zoom.
0: And the Zoom link might be the hot seat, uh, the hot seat hotline moving forward.
1: Yeah. Okay. We're, so we're, it's still, the, we're
0: still weighing this. Consider this the hotline. Hot seat, uh, hotline 2.0 beta.
1: Right. Testing things out here. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how you do things live on the show. So, uh, what did, what was a Kyle McCoy asking?
0: Kyle actually had three questions for you. One Jim, has Jimmy ever ridden a KTM 690 uh, rally factory with nine and a half gallons of gas. And what are his thoughts on the bike? If so.
1: So yeah, I rode the, ktm single cylinder bike as well as the twin cylinder bike uh back in the day um we had an opportunity i got an opportunity to ride them when around the time we were doing the ktm uh junior rider uh, rider search so that was back when uh chris blaze and kellen Welsh uh were picked up on the team and so yeah i i have i've, I've Uh, I rode it and I did have thoughts on the bikes. Every single cylinder rally bike that I rode, the factory one. So I rode both the BMW and the KTM. I hated them. It was, I, they were just high strung and didn't handle very well and were a little, I don't know. um, I would have, if I were the rider, I would have changed them quite a bit. So that's uh, that's that's my thoughts.
0: So, so yeah, even the, the the rally factory bikes, can't, can't they, they, they were the
1: fast. I bike. mean, for sure they were fast, uh-huh. but they didn't they didn't handle very well, and they they were you had to ride them like a one twenty five. And I didn't think you should have to ride a seven hundred cc bike like a one twenty five. Right, it just wasn't the right thing.
0: All right. So his second question: Has Jimmy used an airbag yet? And does he think they are the future of rider safety?
1: I have not. Um, I've worn the vest. I, I've, I've, I've put it on, I've put on Ricky and Andrews just to feel the weight and stuff like this, but I've never, uh, rode like any extended. I I, I actually, I don't, I might've put it around with it just to feel it, you know, moving around, but I didn't really use it. So they're, they're, they're a little bit bulkier than a normal chest protector, but I believe that they're, I believe that they are the future.
0: Yeah, it's it's really cool. I actually just saw a video of it working in MotoGP uh, with those when those guys were wearing it. So it's yeah, it seems they, like it'd be the future to me as well.
1: It's it's going to be the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll get better with the
0: sensors and all that stuff that
1: picks that up. And uh, yeah,
0: and the biggest holdup with them showing up in off road, if I if I remember correctly, is the trying to register the difference between like all the the bumps when riding off road and then the actual um, crashes was that yeah so
1: Im- impacts that you would sustain when you're not cra- a crash versus not a crash mm-hmm. and so so they i think they're a lot better uh i i there, there's very few changes that um you, you know I, i've really heard only a few times of them going off when they didn't need to but uh-huh. if you were if, and, but the thing is you think about it, if you're like you know bouncing around and getting bounced around enough to, 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 to blow off the air airbag. Mm-hmm. Um, you're probably not in a great position on the motorcycle and stuff. So that was one less, one bigger distraction that could also cause a crash, but at least you'd have an inflated airbag when you're crashing. Right.
0: <laughs> um, so I,
1: and I know they've gotten better at this. They're learning every, every time that they have a crash where one of those things is deployed, they collect data from it and then they, they, put that back into their, their, their programming.
0: Cool. That's, that's really cool. I'm, I'm kind of excited to see. Do you, do you ever think that would actually make its way into like motocross and supercross or just like, I, just like yes. rally racing?
1: Yeah, no, no. I think, I think all, all different kinds of racing, they'll, they'll be able to customize them and, and, you know, make them work mm-hmm. for whatever they need to do.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cause I could definitely see where that would be the hardest application is those two where you have the, the big, impacts from the jumps, Um, especially if you don't, if you don't downside it. Right. Um, All right. So the third question from Kyle is where was the most difficult sand that Jimmy has ever ridden in the world? Uh, Mauritania. (laughs) I can, I can, (laughs) I can point
1: on a map exactly where it was. Really? It was, uh, it was near the, near the, the border with, with the Niger, I believe. But yeah, uh what was the name of that place? There was a town. A Tichit, near Titchit. Hmm. Or maybe it was in Niger. I don't know. I can point on the map. Those those borders are a little bit sketchy. Never knew which one was which.
0: <laughs> well, and that's why it's uh the Dakar isn't the original route anymore, right? Uh it's in it's in Saudi Arabia. It's different now. Right, right. I, and
1: I and I haven't ridden there, so I can't tell you much about that.
0: <laughs> um Okay, so we had some questions from the recent uh, comparison video between the CRF four fifty RX and the KX four fifty X. I know you've written the RX, but have you ridden the the KX yet?
1: The I have not ridden the new KX, no. Okay. That's that that those questions have to be deferred over to Trevor.
0: Well, one there's one question. Someone brought up an that someone brought up an interesting point that's not very specific to the KX four fifty X. Uh so Andrew Disco on this video commented, building an off-road bike in the 2000s seemed to be about changing a lot of different small parts. But building an off-road bike in 2022 was, let's make let's make a motorbike and then just add the X to it. And that just made me realize, well, there's a lot more to it than, than just that. But I was hoping you can kind of go into the ma- major differences in how... What makes a difference between the X model and then just the moto model?
1: It depends. It depends on the brand. So with, with, with Kawasaki, they, they, um, I'm trying to think of, you know, the, the, the exact changes they made. So they basically it's, it's, I think it's the same even ignition. They just sent they just sell it with it, with the the clip in the, in the least aggressive position. So it's it's a it is kind of the motocross bike. Same transmission, same gas tank, eighteen-inch rear wheel. I think is one of the only things they do to it. Um, and then you go to the the case of the Yamaha YZ450FX, where it has its own unique five-speed transmission mm-hmm. and the ignition curves and the suspension valving are quite a bit different than the motocross bike. And, you know, Honda is kind of somewhere in between in the middle where Honda actually comes with a bigger gas tank. So they all kind of have their own, uh, you know, recipe we'll call it for building that thing. So it's, it's different levels, different, different things.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just definitely more than just adding X to the name for some of the brands.
1: For some of the brands. Yeah. Some of them are, yeah, it's definitely more than just that X, but they, they, there's, you know, some of them are getting away with the minimum, but maybe the characteristics of the motor motocross bike lend itself to being a really good off-road bike.
0: Right. Right.
1: And then, you know, we're kind of, and we're even kind of like leaving out KTM that really invented that segment, you know, it was able to, you know, really make a mark and that's, you know, they were selling so many of those bikes. That's why all the other manufacturers went to that direction. So. Okay. Hey, uh, I, I saw we had some questions go run across in the, in the chat.
0: So, uh, Jared Okudich was asking, which GPS would you recommend for use in Baja and California?
1: Well, uh, the Voyager pro trail tech Voyager pro, if you're going to mount it on the motorcycle and you want a motorcycle based GPS now, uh, especially if you're riding with your buddies, but there's a lot of different options in that thing, and to the point where you could just, you know, clamp your phone onto the handlebars and use an app inside of that. Uh, but it really, you know, it, it's they're all it, each one has some strong points and some weak points. But uh, you know, uh, Tech, sponsor of the show Voyager GPS. I, I run them all the time, and they're they're simple, easy to use, mm-hmm. and they have buddy tracking. So
0: which which is really handy
1: that's the, the uh, answer there stick. for sure. <laughs> yes.
0: Okay. Um, so let's move on to some comments on the 2023 KTM free ride long-term, uh, video. So, uh, the one that just went up last week. Uh, so Datson had commented riding on dry or hard packed ground with those lightweight, high efficiency tires seems like the best case scenario. I wonder how the range would be in wet, loomy, muddy, or snow covered conditions. Uh, and then, uh, so I'll, I'll stop there and just kind of see, I'll stop there.
1: So, so he, he's, he's saying lightweight, high efficiency tires. Uh, I don't think they're, they're, they might be a little bit lighter. I don't think they're high efficiency tires by any reason. Maybe, maybe since they don't have big knobs and maybe there's better rolling on that, but they're also kind of soft and mushy and that doesn't necessarily roll that good. Um, with the, the range, uh, I think it, it, it's, it's mostly dependent on how you use the throttle. Mm-hmm. And then as we saw with the, the guy who was, you know, having his, having the kids, you know, build them into super minis and stuff, they were only getting like 12 and 14 miles to a battery or that's all they were willing to let it run down. Yeah. So I, and I, and that still blows me away. Cause like I said, we were getting 35, 40 miles on our battery. So, I mean, maybe we were riding it faster. Maybe we were, you know, maybe it wasn't as sandy. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. We Actually, I rode it in the sand. I did some sand motos, and I could probably kill it in 25, 20. So, yeah. I don't think the tires are the, I don't think the tires would affect it that much.
0: Mm -hmm. And you don't really, do you foresee, like, the, like, muddy conditions really affecting the range?
1: (laughs) Not so. So much. I, I would say maybe maybe the, the condition of the dirt, you know, mud or or, or sand, yeah, it could it depends on how in, in it depends how much you spin it in those conditions. So then it kind of comes back on the rider. So you could probably do like a 25% change based on the conditions. Mm-hmm. But then the rider has another 25% change on it as well. And so then that's that's why all of a sudden I can see, yeah, if, if we were getting like you know, 30 miles and they're getting 15, maybe these are some of the reasons. So I don't know. It would take more testing and those they're on different wheel sizes as well.
2: Yeah.
1: And I don't know that I think, I don't know that that bike, I don't know if it, if the traction control and stuff would be, you know, changing the wheel size could change the way that traction control works. I don't know. I'd have to do it to try it. Mm
2: -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. So Got it. So I'll keep okay. going down his comments. So then he was asking then with the proper set of dirt bike tears or gummies, uh, I think he's asking if that would also affect the range at all, yeah. which I think uh, I not, so, we just, yeah, kind of same touched.
1: thing kind of touched on that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, finally he's, his last point was, uh, I would be wary of expecting better balance better technology <laughs> in our lifetime or ever. Does the 12, does the 13 grand, not 12 include the 240, uh, volt and 20 amp gasoline
1: uh okay so now he's now he's now he's diving he's showing his true colors yeah, where he's not yeah. a he's not an e-bike guy yeah
0: um
1: uh no it It. you you're not even supposed to use a generator according to ktm on on yeah. that on with that battery charger and 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 it, it's coming and i i'm i don't be wary of better battery technology it's coming They, 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 and it's coming quick and it'll come fast and it'll, it'll completely replace, you know, kind of some of the current stuff. And it just, it's all a cost and performance equation Mm -hmm. and, you know, availability.
0: And and my counterpoint to battery technology won't come in our lifetime is just look how much, just look at how far phone battery, like like phone batteries have gotten better in the past few years. Yes. Like it'd be, it'd just be flat denial to, say there's no way the battery technology is ever going to get better on electric vehicles. So, uh, so we did have a question come in through the chat from Frank K on YouTube. Yep. Uh, Frank is saying he was short leg. He's a short legged five, six and tired of the height of the KTM 300. He's asking to talk him, talk him out of professionally, talk him out of professionally, lowering it two inches and try to save him some money.
1: Okay. So Frank, um, how much are you riding with your feet on the ground? Like when you, when you're riding your motorcycle, how much do you want your feet on the ground? This is the question I ask everybody. And at five, six, I understand. So I'm five, eight. And so I've got two inches on you, but you know, you know, maybe you have really short legs. Let's just say you have a 28 inch inseam, which is, which would be two inches shorter than mine. And At 30 inch inseam, I can't touch the ground on most stock motorcycles, but I don't ride with my feet on the ground. And I know how to, when I stop to put a foot down now, it depends on the kind of riding you're doing, how much you should be touching, how much you should be touching the ground or having to dab as it were. And if you're a better rider than me, you would never dab, but you, you would try to dab as little as possible. the the problem there's, there's no doubt that people can lower the suspension and do a really good job at it, but it definitely alters and it it jacks with the, the, the way that the bike handles. So if you're going to, if you're going to sacrifice the performance of your bike, so you can stop and start, um, then, you know, maybe, maybe that's kind of a, kind of an issue. So let's see. And Frank says, I dab legs and need to touch rocks for light and trails and logs, but I try to keep the um, foot on the pegs for sure. But when you, when you do dab, if, if you're, if you're just, if your butt's planted on the center of the seat and you try to put a foot down, it's not going to work. You got to get your butt off to the side. So you, you know, it, it, it all comes down to like, send, spend the money on a riding school that'll teach you how to do <laughs> um to proper body position and and proper you know moving around on the motorcycle. I hate to say it but I actually run an off-road riding school where I teach this kind of stuff all the time and I'm, but I'm not saying this for that reason. I'm saying that you're going to you're going to severely affect a really good handling motorcycle. uh well, I, it, it, for some people, when you lower them and they get longer and more stable, they actually work better. So I can't say this, but uh, you, you, you're never gonna—I don't think you're gonna get the same level of um, suspension performance. Uh, same, and, and you, you can you can cut the seat and you can lower the subframe also. That'll that'll get it lower for um, when you when you need to do this. It's it's and it's not about. It's, it's kind of, I don't know, I just, I just hate it when I see when people, because basically when I see somebody that feels like they can't touch the ground, the first thing I see, and this is why I go back to the riding technique, is both legs come out. And if both legs come out, to me, you're showing me that you've begun to crash. You don't know which direction you're going to fall. And so it's not about the height of the bike. It's about your riding ability first. If you get your riding tightened up, you know, and it doesn't take much to improve it 50 to 70%. And this, this problem completely goes away. But then if you're 50 to 70% better, and then you still need to lower the bike, then lower the bike. I would start with the easiest thing, because the other thing, good thing about improving the rider is that, is that you will, that, that carries over to every bike you ride. You don't have to lower every bike you ride. You just learn how to ride every bike you ride. So.
0: Well, and then a couple of points that popped into my head when you're answering that question is uh, lowering it two inches may not affect the handling uh, in a way that he thinks that Frank perceives as a bad way of handling. But if you're riding on logs and rocks, you just lost two inches of ground clearance, right? <laughs> yes. So that's the point that came to my head. Uh, and, uh, I don't know if we're allowed to give like free, are we, are we allowed to give a little riding nuggets here or is that? No,
1: save it for the better rider
0: podcast. Okay. Yeah. So I'd say go, yeah, go check that out for yeah, search,
1: nuggets. search out the better rider podcast. And then if you have riding techniques or want to learn how to ride better, mm-hmm. uh, ask those questions over there and we can handle that there.
0: Yeah. We just have a, we had an episode drop last Thursday and there'll be one next Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, Let's see uh, For more questions There was more comments on that uh, 2023 KTM video So from Chase uh, G- uh, Gianalone uh, It was basically Commenting So you, what you're saying is It's a pretty cool bike For my wife to ride for 30 minutes And then you need to go home All for 13k uh,
1: So Chase has a Has a bone to pick as well yep. With that But no I'm saying it's a bike for you And your buddies to ride For 30 minutes and then, and then you need to go home. Not, I don't, if you want to ride with your wife then you'll need two of them and that's uh $26,000. So yeah, uh, now you've got it.
0: And, and I would just say it's, it's a really cool way to experience an electric bike. If, if you're interested in that and it, it, it's, it serves it, as a good, it, 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 it serves it, as a fun it, play bike.
1: It's exactly what I said it was. And if that's the, if that's what you, it's a, if that's what you feel, if that's what you got out of it, then that's what you got out of it. But I don't think you need one. I think you need two of them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For you and your wife. Yeah. Okay. So WSL on the same video was saying, thanks for the info. It's been riding dirt bikes and mountain bikes for years. Never bought a new KTM dirt bike because of the price, but the price of the free ride is what you would pay for, for a top of the line E mountain bike from a major bicycle brand. Uh, which I thought was an interesting point because uh, this is a point that my mom actually brought up when she rode the bike is it's not that much more expensive or it's actually right on par with It's less. It's less expensive. Yeah. Okay. Less expensive. Yeah. No, no.
1: Bike. You can spend way more on an e-mountain bike.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So he, but he was saying he'd probably only go for it. If it could go for 80 miles with some power left, or maybe just buy a Husky or Ducati e-mountain bike.
1: Um, yeah, but you have to pedal the huskier or Ducati e mountain bike mm-hmm. to get it to go the distance that you want to go. It's a it's a, it's a different thing. This is supposed to be a motorcycle, mm-hmm. and uh, and this is just currently where we're at with range. So that's um, that's yeah, that's where stuff is at. I mean, I think you know, I don't know how far I, people have told me they go eighty, ninety miles on those little Surons, mm-hmm. and that's kind of still a motorcycle as well. Right, right. So. I, I have not. I have not tested one to the to the you know the 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 length of the battery life. So I don't know, but we can figure this out. In the, when we there.
2: Anywhere from mm-hmm. the future,
1: the- okay, we got we got yeah. Dusty here, thirty to sixty miles, depending on how you ride it. And the battery,
2: yeah, exactly. Oh, because they have different levels of batteries. Yeah.
1: Right. So then, as you know, like anything, your mileage may vary yeah but they're so light that's the thing that the the suron is a is a is it's a it's a mountain bike-esque so chassis. Mean, uh, easy, well he, he he was he was talking about wanting to get one to do these big huckers and i'm like don't get that because it's going to break it
2: no, not gonna jump in wheelies. we should talk
1: to ktm for you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that one you can I think you can jump a little bit yeah, yeah. okay what's next matt
0: uh, so on your, on your KLR 650 review, so Ty went on was saying there really isn't any bike in the KLRs category. Love what the Cowie is doing lately with the KLR and the KLX. Motors and chassis are great. Just updated enough to modernize it and keep the price low still. It uh, also keeps the decades of aftermarket parts relevant to make it suit your needs. There really isn't another bike in this category. See, that's kind of why I included this question was, well, one for that, because I thought immediately I was thinking of the XR650L and then the DMZ right. that's still being made.
1: Uh, yeah, these bikes that haven't changed for a long, long time. Right. And, and the, the KLR just kind of nails it with, you know, having the big tank and, and you know, having it, it's cushy and it's it's a little more adventure than those other bikes that originally started out to be these kind of you could take these and race them and we're going to put a license plate on it that's where the xr 650l came from it was like this is our bike we race in baja and we put a license plate on it mm-hmm. um so so uh, yeah it's kind of in, yeah, it's, it's kind of in its own category but you know the 650 cc single adventure slash dual sport bike category it, it, it takes the the category in adventure direction and, and then it's itself but um yeah it's uh, i just wouldn't yeah update enough to modernize it keep the price low. that's what they did i think it's uh, like i said video the video and if you're curious about what we're talking about check out the video on dirtbiketest.com or on our youtube channel and uh, we'll have all the answers for you right there yep
0: yep and let's see so this is a question that uh Popped up for on the uh, Exc slash FE Performance and Tech Talk group, which we're streaming to currently. Uh, Jason Keller had asked the group, "I have a twenty one KTM three hundred with the Git TBI on it. When riding the when riding the FI light stays on all the time, and when full throttle to to long for long, it will it will cut out, and it almost does. Does anyone know anything about the issue? I checked the fuel filter, which looks clean."
1: Mm-hmm. I, I don't i don't have any specific uh information about that but i'll i'll just tell you straight up the one thing that i do know is that you modified the bike and and i'm not really sure like once you once you modify it then you've got to start talking to the other people that have done the exact same modification to see if it's an issue because uh it it's starting to sound like uh, you know, hopefully it's not running out of what do you what do you say it it, it dies
0: it, it it'll almost dies. it like it it'll, almost cuts out and then it he says uh with the throttle when it's, the throttle's wide open for long uh it'll just cut out and then almost dies so it's to me it almost sounds like like a burr.
1: yeah but it's like a, if it's running out of fuel it's going to seize that's the you know that's kind of what two strokes tend to do they start getting lean but if, if it cuts out, that's starting to sound like, is it an ignition thing? And and, and then when it says almost dies, that's a whole different thing. Um, I would like a better description of uh, the first thing I go to. Is it is it is it fuel or is it spark? Like, what's the what's the the issue? And, and I have no idea why the FI light stays on. And that doesn't sound um, that doesn't sound normal as well so who knows yeah bad uh need need more information <laughs>
3: right,
1: right, but but the 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 first thing i would check was did it, did it did the bike do this before you did this modification and then if not uh th- that's the problem if you had a perfectly running bike and you modified it and it started running worse then you should unmodify it and put it back to the way it works. Fine.
0: Which that philosophy actually works with more things than just motorcycles, especially uh, in computer science.
1: When you're oh well, then if, it, if you should probably just reboot
2: it.
0: Yeah, turn it off and turn it back on again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Speedtail just put it in the chat from YouTube. My YZ250 has 1,200 hours on it. Do you think there's a difference in handling between mine and a newer low-hour model that's basically the same?
1: Uh what year again?
0: Run this by me. Uh YZ250. Didn't mention the year speed toad if you can put that year in it, but it has 1200 hours on it. The, so y- y- chassis
1: Yeah, we need need the year cuz I mean I I don't I don't know if there's been an 2005 up, 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 2005. So so 2005 2006 there was a big adjustment in there's a big change in suspension i have a 2005 and i was able to um, just change the springs and get it to work just as good as a as a current one but um so it, that that thing i haven't felt the aluminum yamaha aluminum two-stroke frames uh stretch or like the old YZ frames definitely when they got time on them they started acting weird but if everything's tight if you got good bearings in it they're all greased nothing's loose I don't think you're going to notice a big difference I know in the newer newer version like the YZ 125 when they went to that newer body shape that bike does feel more modern and does feel a little bit different even though in the grand scheme of things they didn't change a whole lot of stuff in the chassis so uh yeah the the new the new br- the brand new bike will definitely feel a little bit different uh just based on the chassis. Right.
0: And how many hours does your 05 have?
1: Not a lot. Um it's like 100 100 hours. No. Yeah, not 1200 hours, not even close. <laughs>
0: uh so so that actually just makes me wonder with with all the riding you've done, have you actually had a bike ever hit a thousand hours yeah
1: yeah, I've got a few of them
0: um so
1: does, like I know I know my KTM950 has over a thousand hours on it
0: uh so it does does anything ever like happen like with you know with like the cases if they're getting warped or anything and then like if the yes. frame is starting to uh, show some of that like maybe the frame is flexing more. Uh, these are things i kind of
1: just kind of been wondering if, if a um, it, it, it depends. Yeah. It depends on, uh, it literally depends on the, on the bike, on the brand, you know, brands have certain characteristics, uh, that, that are, that are common. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, some of them tend to flex or wear more and those things. So,
2: okay
0: do you think there's any different like any difference between like the loon like an aluminum frame hitting a thousand versus a steel frame hitting a thousand
1: absolutely yes yep yep Uh, aluminum frames tend to tend to uh, they last longer they don't they don't flex they don't get they don't get soft as much like stuff doesn't seem to get elongated so
0: got it any more questions in the chat? Uh, I'm not seeing any questions in the chat. We haven't had anyone really hop on the Zoom meeting. So if you have anything, okay. now it's kind of your time to, to ask your questions. I'm making sure we kind of covered everything from the. From our
1: yeah, let's uh, go ahead and give a shout out to our sponsors one more time. Yamaha, Takomoto, Scott Sports, Climb. DDC, Trail Tech, Fast Company, C Concepts, Bulletproof Designs, and Double Take Mirrors. Of course, you can always support Dirt Bike Test by clicking through our website on our Amazon and Rocky Mountain ATV MC links. We get a little cut of that. It really does help us out. And uh, if you want to become a better rider, if you want to learn how to save money on not having to lower every bike you own, you can come out to the class we're having this weekend in beautiful Pahrump, Nevada. We have a few openings out there, so uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's easy to do and it lasts forever.
0: And it is beautiful out there right now, just with uh, all the rain that we were getting. the The desert's still good. Yeah, like it's not so, that perfect bitching conditions that we had a few weeks ago, but it's still pretty good.
1: Oh, it's better than the silt beds we were dealing with uh, not too long ago. So,
0: yeah. um. So, um, anyways. anyways. I was going to say someone in our YouTube comments on the KLR 650 had actually said something about leftover 2022s. were going for round 5k. Have you heard anything about that or? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Okay. Um,
1: I don't know about during COVID. That seems like they were all, they would be all gone. But now, now I'm sure there's deals to be had if they still have leftover 22s.
0: Mm-hmm. Got it. It was a, 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 a comment chat comment yeah, just came up so jay Moreau just asked on facebook last week you were talking about setting up the tubeless setups uh the chalking you were talking about is called a but- butyl but- butyl um you can buy it at a tile stores we use it for sealing shower pans it also comes in a regular tube so you can seal spoke holes individually says he tried it and it works perfectly
1: Mm, Okay. So it's called Butyl.
0: Yeah. B-U-T-Y-L. I'm assuming that's Butyl.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. I, I, like I said, I use some rain gutter stuff that's gnarly, sticky adhesive that worked really well. So thanks for uh, adding that and giving us that info.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to keep that in mind. All right,
1: Matt, we're going to make this a short episode.
0: Yeah. That works for me.
1: Jenny has made some spaghetti and uh, the natives are getting restless. So uh, with that, we will uh, sign off and we'll be back next week. I got a really interesting uh, guest that's going to come into the studio. We're going to go
0: riding. You should go riding with us, Matt. Oh, trust me. I'm making more plans. I'm making time in my schedules to make more time for riding.
1: So we're going to go for a quick little ride. Then we're going to come back in and talk about dirt bikes and, uh, motorcycle related products. And uh, I'm sure you'll learn something from this guy because he is good at teaching a lot of stuff. So we'll see who it is next week.
0: Awesome. Can't wait to see it.
1: Okay. With that, uh, thanks. Uh, live from Las Vegas, live from Mammoth. and, uh, I'm going skiing tomorrow or snowboarding or
2: something like that. One of those things. What my ankles feel like. All right. We'll see you guys. Thank you for watching. Yeah, Cheers. Perfect.